Welcome to Thrive Radio, expert visionary and innovative business, life, and relationship advice to live a life of doing the impossible with your host, Amy Montgomery. Welcome to Thrive Radio. I'm your host, Amy Montgomery, entrepreneur and digital marketing agency owner. Today, my guest is Angela Anderson. She's a wife and mother and CEO of Matal Inc. and creator of the Financial Peace and Plenty program. She's a savvy, energetic, and inspired expert in business, finance, and subconscious reprogramming. Angela is on a mission to empower motivated small business owners to gain financial independence, wealth, and deep transformation. Angela, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Amy. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So can you share a little bit about your journey first off, and how did you become a financial coach? So I started online actually as a health and fitness professional. Uh, my children were really small, and I always wanted to do my own thing to contribute financially to the family and have something that I was doing away from being a mother because I chose to be a stay-at-home mom. And so my journey to being an entrepreneur happened really early back in, I would say, I would say I really started going gung-ho about 2012. And I got really sucked into the moms making six figures at home from their kitchen table, working, you know, while their kids napped kind of stories that I ended up turning into a massive workaholic, Amy. And I, I tried so many things and I spent hours listening to podcasts, like every waking moment. And I'm sure our listeners can relate to this uh, when you first start a business and all the learning and everything that it, it takes And what I found out is literally after eight years of doing this and working really hard, and I did have some success, um, but I realized that there was this whole other world of how do I really reach my income goals and create the life that I want with the money that I have? And the answer was right in front of me. I never really even saw it at the time because I've always been an expert in finance. And I had a bookkeeping business on the side, but I kind of took it for granted. I didn't really realize that those skills that I was using with other business owners was something that I could then turn around and use on with my online business. And so I started off as a business owner doing so many things like so many do, trying to earn money, trying to get the credibility, trying to have the brand and build a following. And I realized that the answers were in my financial training that I'd already had that I just took for granted. And so when I realized that I decided to, well, I was burned out with the health and fitness realm anyway, it's very physically exhausting and, you know, things change, people change. And I decided then to go full on in helping other entrepreneurs get control of their money and not make the same mistakes or recover from the same same mistakes that I had been making the last eight years as an entrepreneur. When someone is considering to start their own business, what should they know as far as the difference between the W-2 employee, being a W-2 employee and a business owner? The biggest difference is that the most money that you're going to pay is in taxes because now you're paying self-employment tax as well as income tax. Okay. So this is really important when you get a W-2 and money is taken out. Yes, they're taking out money to pay taxes on your behalf as an employee, but your employer is also paying taxes to have you as an employee. 
So when you now become your own employee, you have, you're paying both as the employer and the employee. So that's the biggest thing to understand is that just it, it, it don't get into this while well, I'm not making any money yet kind of thing, because you still have to do a whole lot on the financial end, being a business owner and your reporting and organizing and keeping track. And because our number one goal when we start a business is to be profitable, <laughs> you yeah. know, you, you got to set up your systems and you have to have your mind in the right place on what you need to do. So how does a business become a cash eating business versus a business that is actually creating a profit? Most businesses, I would say, Amy, especially a lot of the clients that come to me are cash eating monster businesses because the business owner starts off and just works really hard trying to earn money. And um, what I love about entrepreneurs is our willingness to invest in ourselves, right? Our willingness to think out of the box, to find solutions. But we often have this programming where we're just constantly paying and paying and paying. And so what ends up happening is I, I meet with a lot of clients that realize they're overpaying their employees or their contract workers, that they're paying for all of these digital products and all the support ads and all this stuff in order to be able to earn the money that they're earning. And then they turn around and they're like, well, I'm not paying myself regularly. I'm stressed out about paying my employees. Um, I'm always, you know, I've got all these lines of credit and that's what happens is you become, you grow this cash eating monster business. And I've, it doesn't matter. It's not like once you hit six figures or even multiple six figures that magically you're going to have a bunch of money left over. In fact, I found that it's the opposite. The more money that a lot of businesses tend to make, the more tends to go out the window and they don't know how to make it stop. What are some of the ways that business owners can invest for their business? I'll answer that by asking you a question. Amy, if your car breaks down, are you going to go onto YouTube and watch a tutorial and go down to the hardware store and try and fix it? Actually, yeah, I do. I do do that. For the sake of the conversation, we'll say no. You're so talented. <laughs> Broke down and I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And this YouTube video seems pretty straightforward, but I think there's a lot of information missing. And that's the thing that I want to tell business owners is get a bookkeeper, get a CPA, and get a money coach that can help and you know a money coach or actually more like a fractional CFO which are the services that I offer that can help you make sense of what your bookkeeper is doing and the information that your CPA is getting to file your taxes correctly for you it's about understanding even if you're not super profitable yet what's happening with your money in the past what's happening now and then how to make decisions in the future so that you don't grow this cash eating monster business. And you can actually turn that money into a life that you, the life that you want, you know, what does it mean to diversify your money away from yourself? So this is also the biggest thing is a lot of entrepreneurs. And I see it even on social media where gurus will preach about, you've got to invest in yourself. You've got to put it back in your business. And I get that, but that's not the whole picture. You have to pay yourself. There is two, what I like to look at it as, Amy, that there's two yous that you need to think about, the you now and the future you. And as much as we don't want to think about it, we are going to get old one of these days and we're not going to work as much. And so diversifying your money away from your business is 
knowing how much to set aside to be able to hire your next coach or renew your mastermind or, you know, put at another team member, but also to be able to take money out of your business to contribute to your retirement, to be able to buy your home, to send your kids to college, to build up savings for yourself so that you can sleep at night and to do fun things, go out to dinner and buy yourself some clothes and go on vacation and that kind of thing. So it's about taking that money and putting it in other buckets so that you can protect yourself, so you can grow your wealth, so that you can have that financial peace and plenty. So when we're thinking about financial success, what are some of the short-term wins and uh, we should focus on and some of the long-term? So a short-term win would be knowing whether you're profitable or not. And that's something that you can determine within an hour or maybe even 15 minutes, depending on how you're set up. And if you if you find out that you're not a profitable business, that's still a win, right? Because that's information and that's really valuable information to understand and to swallow hard and be like, okay, now that I have this knowledge, I can turn my ship around. It's like the time that I got on an actual scale, not a cheap one, but you know, a doctor type scale and saw that I was as big as, as big as I was after I had my first child, I knew kind of in my mind that I was, you know, eating a lot and like really having the Oreos and, you know, the baked goods. And I knew that I was kind of gaining weight, but to have that information, that number in my face, it was like, okay, this is real now. So that's the first win is looking at your business and looking at how profitable or how not profitable it is and where your money is going and where it's coming in. That way you can really make decisions based off of there. And then longer term wins are going to be, and this doesn't sound very sexy, but I promise you this is the key to sleeping at night. It's better than CBD oil. It is is building up your savings and being debt-free. I like that. Definitely. So what are some of the tips to choose a good CPA for your business? Yeah. So CPAs, if the first thing is to understand what it is that they actually do, because I believe that a lot of business owners, they don't know, and therefore they have expectations that a CP of, of a CPA that those people actually don't do for their business. And so what I hear from a lot of business owners is they only hear from their CPA once a year. And then it's like pulling teeth to get them to respond. And then they feel like their CPA is speaking Greek to them and they have no idea what they're asking them for. And they somehow get their tax return fire filed, whether it's on time or where they have to do extensions and they just get a bill and that's it. And they have no clue whether that tax return is optimized and what's actually happening there. So if you're in that boat, what you need to understand is that CPAs, a traditional CPA is a historian, meaning that they take the numbers and the information on what happened in the past and they their job is to make sure that you're following the law and to check the, the right boxes and to get the paperwork correct so that the IRS doesn't come after you. That's what their job is. So it, when you're when you think about what do I want in a CPA or what do I need in a CPA, do I really under, want to understand 
what this tax return is about. Then you need to find someone who in the first conversation that you have with them takes more of an educational stance with you and uses real plain English to help you understand and answer your questions. If you're in finding yourself in a conversation with a CPA that just keeps throwing the book at you and you can't understand, even if you tell them and you ask them, they're probably not the right fit for you if that's what you're looking for. Another thing, too, is someone who is going to respond to you, who they may have, uh, you know, some CPAs don't feel obligated to return phone calls or respond to emails because that's not what you agreed on. You agreed on them doing a tax return. So talk to them and, hey, does this include unlimited phone calls or how many hours of, of talking to you and, and getting information and ex- asking questions does this include? Because there's some that have different business models that allow you to email them and then they will say, hey, my turnaround time is 24 to 48 hours. And if that is true, are they actually doing it? Or are they not responding to you? I, Amy, I can't stand it when people don't respond back to me right away uh, within you know a couple of days. Yeah. And so that those are flags for me that I don't I don't want to work with you if you're going to throw the book at me number one and make me fit into all your boxes because tax law can be very creative within the legal um, realms. And uh, if you're not going to respond to me and help me understand why, then I don't want to work with you as a CPA. So, um, and then there's other things to consider is how much do you need? Do you also need the bookkeeping part as well? And would you, it's almost better if you, if you're, if you have the funds for it, because it's going to be more expensive to work with a CPA that does everything in-house because then all of their systems will talk and it'll be a lot more streamlined for you rather than if you have like your mother-in-law or someone you found off Craigslist doing your bookkeeping and then trying to talk to your CPA and get them that information. It's almost like, you know, Android phones and Apple iPhones. They don't, I can't talk to anybody who has an Android from my Mac using the messenger part, you know what I mean? And so you have to think about that too, is how, how much do you need? How streamlined do you want it? And how much handholding do you want? And handholding is totally fine. In fact, I think it's important as a business owner to have a lot of handholding and to get a lot of help understanding what's going on because you're the business owner. No one's going to care more about your money than you. So what are some of your client success stories? So um, I have a lot of clients that are making great money, and, but they're really stressed and confused about what to do with all of it. And it's a very um, different reality for them. They're, they're like, wow, you know, I, I thought I would never be in this situation where I have all this surplus. And so some of the biggest successes that I've had with them is just helping them understand what to do with it. And because it's, you know, people who are listening may be like, oh, that's such a great problem to have. And it is, but that's when you pay a lot in taxes. And that's when um, just because you have a surplus of money doesn't mean that you are experiencing financial peace and plenty. It doesn't mean that you're actually getting what you want, that you're taking those profits and translating them into some a vehicle that helps you live more of an abundant and free life. And so um, having the logical knowledge of, okay, first, we're going to portion it out this way, and then we're going to do this, and then we're going to do that, and like knowing what to do and having those strategic moves is really important. But then on the flip side, Amy, it's that 
um, really healing from the inside out those feelings of, of um, I do have enough money and money is a renewable resource. And I'm not afraid anymore that it's going to run out like the, cause there's a lot of people that made a lot of money this year and are doing great and having a fantastic beginning of the last quarter, but there's still this thing deep down inside of them that they have to keep working this way because it may run out. And if they don't stop working, then it's going to stop. So being able to, to heal that with a combination of strategy and working with your own energetics is absolutely huge. And so, and how that translates into tangible real life is being able to buy their first home paid in full, no mortgages. We don't give a crap if the interest rate is only one or 2%. Who cares? You're still paying hundreds of thousand dollars in interest. But could you imagine being able to maneuver and manage your money in a way that you could nearly pay for it in full or get it paid off super quick to be debt free, to have a bunch of savings, to be able to start funds for college for their kids, to be able to donate to some of their favorite charities and organizations. And that's what they've been able to do because they understand now the comings and goings of their money, how to divide it up. And then they've got their energetics under control and are living in a much more abundant faith filled state inside. What do you think has been your truth that has gotten you this far in your journey? Oh, my truth is that we actually control very little in this life. And however, when you think about like an ocean and if we're all each individual little drops in the ocean, we make up the ocean and without us and without our individual drop moving around and trying to navigate the waves, there wouldn't be an ocean. And so it's this dance of, of doing, you know, like putting your best foot forward to do what you can and then completely surrendering and letting go. I love that. It sounds so stress relieving, even as you say it right now. So if you were able to give yourself one piece of advice when you first started out in your journey, what would it be? Is to not fall into the trap of if I make X amount of money, then everything's going to be okay. Because I spun my wills and I, like I said, became a workaholic, a lot of strain on my marriage. My kids were spent a lot of time in front of the TV because I had the belief that if I just made it to six figures or multiple six figures or whatever that goal was that we were going to reach financial freedom. And that was the furthest thing from the truth. Once I started managing it well and diversifying it, all the things that we talked about, Mm -hmm. that's when the wealth floodgates really started to open for me. I love that. So Angela, if there are people that are listening and they would really love to get a hold of you, what's the best way to contact you? Yeah, go to my website, angelaanderson.life. Uh, you can send me an email through there. My email is also Angela at angelaanderson.life. And you can just message me directly. I have a, a little PDF, it's wealth building secrets. Um, that you can download if you go to my website and that'll get you onto my email list. And I send one email out a day and there's always an invitation in those emails to reach out to me if you want to talk about working together. So those are the two ways directly or go to my website and snoop around and see what you like. Perfect. I'll put all those links down below. Angela, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your expertise. Thanks for having me, Amy.
Yes. And if you're listening, you want more information about our podcast and upcoming shows, you can visit a call to thrive.com. Thank you everyone and have a wonderful week.